You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So today is a favorite topic of mine, which is well-being. And really what we're going to be talking about today is reinventing your well-being standard so that you can thrive both in mind, body, and your business. What I have found recently or distinguished recently is that There's so many people that regard their well-being as something that they figure out and then they have it nailed down and they do that for the rest of their life without um, thinking that there's going to be times that they get off track. So what this typically results in is people overhauling their life and their well-being on a regular basis. So maybe it's like every few months Maybe it's every year that they do this. So if you can relate to this, then I would definitely tune in because we are going to be talking about how this is actually blocking you from having a thriving well-being and that maybe you feel like things are mediocre, but if you really start to change your perspective, and I'm going to show you how, um, around your well-being and your practices, whether it's your self-care practices or your well-being practices, whatever you want to call this, um, when you change this, it actually allows it to be allows you to be sustainable in your growth. And you just keep on getting better and things get better and better. And I love the saying that the better it gets, the better it gets. The reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to think about when you feel your best, let's just say, let's just use sleep as an example. Let's say you had a great night's sleep and you wake up and you're just feeling amazing. I want you to think about how you show up during the day. What is your experience in your relationships personally and professionally? Are you cranky and irritated Or are you peaceful and you're able to respond and you're kind? I know for me, if I don't sleep well, that is usually a challenging day for me. And I am, I have a less capacity in order to have grace, whether it's for myself or for other people. So just this one example, we can use so many different examples, but I just want you to think about this for a moment, is that when you're feeling your best, you perform your best. So there is a strong connection between your well-being and your performance, which means that this affects every single area of your life. This affects what happens in your home, how you treat yourself, 
how you talk to yourself. It also affects the relationships with your family, how you talk to your family, how you relate to your family, the capacity that you have for them. And it affects your work. It affects whether you're running a business or you're leading a team or you're just looking at your productivity. When you feel your best, when your well-being is intact, you are a better leader of yourself and others and therefore of your life. So the thing that we're going to look at is what can we actually do to shift our perspective around well-being instead of it being this roller coaster, this yo-yo experience in our life where we're disengaged and then we're engaged and it feels frustrating. It might even feel like it might even feel overwhelming because maybe you're trying to do the next trendy diet or you go back to certain diets over and over again. But things just don't seem to stick for you. And here's the thing is that you might actually be really successful in one area of well-being. Like I know a lot of people that they are so great at their exercise. They get their movement in and they're really committed in that way. And most people looking from the outside in, they'd be like, oh my gosh, they totally have great self-care practices. However, Sometimes those people are also the people that struggle the most with the restorative side of self-care. So the things that we need to do in order to recover from all of the workouts and all of the doing and everything that we're up to. Or they might struggle with their spiritual well-being or perhaps even their mental well-being or their nutrition or their sleep. So It is common that even if you are listening to this and you feel like, you know what, I would probably rate my well-being at, you know, maybe a a three out of five or four out of five, but you might find that you're really successful in some areas but not so successful in the other areas or you struggle in those areas and that is completely normal. Or maybe you just don't have any area right now where you feel like you're succeeding, but I really want to kind of, I want to show you how we can change our perspective, one, around the process of creating a thriving well-being, but also give you a step-by-step process that will support you to do just that so that you can continually thrive. So before we jump into that, I want to first look at what are the three things that are often preventing us from having a thriving well-being? And I want you to think about it through this this way is most people will have what I call is like a C-grade well-being. It's just status quo and they think that's enough. Like I'm not, you know, super unhealthy, but I'm also not thriving. So they're in the middle of the road. And what I want to challenge you, if you feel like you were there, I want you to challenge yourself for a minute. And I just want you to think about what if I was thriving, if I rated my well-being a five out of five, how would that impact my life? Is it worth it for you to actually reinvent what your baseline is and what you typically fall to? Because I don't know about you, but I know for me, when I ask myself that question, I often think about like, what else 
could I do or how could I be more effective in terms of filling up my cup? And it, we evolve and change as life goes. So it's a great question to ask yourself. But I do that because I know that the more that I pour into myself, the more I can pour into others. And then to come back to this quote that I love is like, the better it gets, the better it gets. So three things that might be preventing you from having a sustainable, thriving well-being would be one is your perspective of the process of well-being. And I'm going to give you a way to to reverse this in, in a moment. But the perspective around well-being often is one that is an overhaul approach where you feel like every so often, maybe it's on Monday, that you're like, okay, on Monday, I'm starting my diet. On Monday, I'm starting to work out. On Monday, I'm going to start sleeping better. I'm going to start my meditation practice. So many people do this because they think that it's like they're going to start on Monday. They're going to start at the beginning of the year or next month. And the perspective is that we need to have a starting point and we need to start over and we need to overhaul. So what I want to invite you to do is to actually have this be more of a practice of reorientation rather than starting over. And some things that we'll get into a little bit later in this episode will support you to do that. So if you're like, how in the heck do I do that? We will talk about it in just a moment. But here's the thing is that there are always going to be things that throw you and me off track. So don't be surprised by what is inevitable, meaning that you might go on a vacation or you might um, have a family emergency Or you might have a really big project going on at work and you're not able to stay consistent with your routine or the thing that you committed to. So here's the thing. Don't be surprised by what's inevitable. We are going to get thrown off track. So if you know you're going to be knocked off track, more than once, wouldn't you want to become more efficient at this reorientation process or this realignment process instead of thinking, I'm starting over? So instead of fighting against what's predictable or thinking that you need to start from scratch every single time, aim for re-engagement. So instead of thinking, I'm starting over, each time you notice you're off track, this is an opportunity to reorient. And even say to yourself, you know what? This is what I trained for. This is what I'm prepared for. So each time you reorient, you actually develop deeper clarity and you become more efficient on getting back on track. And you become clearer about what and what's not working. And the coolest part about this is you get to know yourself better. When you're practicing reorientation instead of starting over, reorientation assumes that you are working on the relationship with yourself. It would be like, you know, just breaking up with somebody every single time something doesn't work out and just finding someone else. And that's often what we're doing with our well-being. We're just like letting it fizzle out, letting it die out, the thing that we committed to. So it's like we just 
break up. And then we're like, all right, let me find a new partner. Let me start this over. So instead, what we're doing is we're actually embracing the distraction because it's an opportunity here to grow the muscle of reorienting to your goals and yourself. So the cool part about this is that it kind of becomes a little meta because you're not only improving your well-being by staying engaged in the process because you're reorienting and re-engaging in what you committed to, but you're also developing a better relationship with yourself. You're learning about yourself, which is really important also for your well-being because you start to understand what actually works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then you're better able to plan ahead and know the things that might knock you off track. And if you experience that thing again, for example, like if you every time you go on vacation, if you tell yourself, I'm going to work out every single day when you go on vacation, and every single time you go on vacation, you never work out, well, then maybe you set a different goal. Like maybe that doesn't actually make sense for you. So Maybe you tell yourself, I'm not going to work out on vacation, or you might be like, you know what, I'm going to try to work out once, but we got to meet ourselves where we're at. And that is a really important part of this process. So here are three steps for you to change your perspective, or once you change your perspective, hopefully you did just then, here are three things that you can do in order, instead of restarting, instead of starting over every single time and trying to overhaul your health or well-being. So one would be to reflect. So the good thing is that there's three R's here. Here's the three R's you need to remember. Reflect, reconnect, and re-engage. So reflection essentially is what worked and what didn't. What is missing? What do I need to be mindful of moving forward? What support structure will help me to be engaged for longer? So a support structure would be just um, something that you do that actually sets you up for success to follow through on the thing. So sometimes people will get a personal trainer or sometimes, I know for me, like I lay out my clothes the night before when I know I'm going to work out the next morning. It's something really simple, but it just sets that intention for me. When I wake up in the morning, it allows my morning to go smoother because I'm waking up really early in the morning. And I learned that through reflecting. I, you know, I, I know I used to struggle waking up and going to the gym at six in the morning. And sometimes I still do if I haven't done it in a week or something like that. So through that reflection process, I was like, you know, what will make it easier for me? How can I make this easier for myself? So I lay out my workout clothes the night before instead of waking up in the morning and scrambling around in the dark and looking for socks and looking for workout pants. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm just stressed out and then now I don't even want to go anymore. (laughs) So I try to think about how can I make it the most peaceful experience, even when it's going to be uncomfortable, right? So what is your version of that? And I know I'm using workout as an example, but this could be applied to sleep. This can be applied to nutrition. This can be applied to your spirituality. Anything that you feel like supports your well-being. Okay, number two is reconnect. So reconnect to your goal, vision, and direction you want to be going. 
So many people lose sight of this and they forget what it's all about for them. So what is all of this for? What about this goal is actually important to you? So what is important to you about having your well-being be intact? What is important to you about, you know, sleeping well or exercise or moving or your spirituality? What does that actually do for you? And I will tell you something with that has really supported me here is for me, like I'll struggle with doing my meditation practice on a regular basis. Um, and so for me, I just reconnect to how different it makes me feel when I'm finished. And and I use evidence, I use data to know like, okay, when I actually do this thing, I'm setting myself up for success in so many areas of my life. I'm a better partner. I'm a better leader of my business. I'm a better friend. And that to me is really important. And I know that it makes me proud of myself too. So for you, reconnect to your purpose. And I will say like a big reason I focus on well-being is because I know that it makes me better at what I do and I love what I do and I want to be the best that I can be for my clients and for the people listening to this podcast. So reconnect with that. Try to even get big. Try to go into that purpose direction and think about what is this really about for you? Why would you do these things for your health and your well-being? Okay, the last part is re-engage. So re-engage. What is a one small or big action that you could take right now, not on Monday, right now to move closer to this goal? Knowing what you know now after going through the reflection and the reconnection, what action can you take to actually re-engage? So this is the what I call is the reorientation process. This is something that I realize that I often do with my well-being. I don't think to myself, oh, I'm starting over again. Here we go again. What new shiny object am I going to use to try to, you know, engage in this? I just think to myself, okay, what actually works for me? What doesn't? And this becomes easier. It's like, for me, it's pretty seamless at this point. But the action part is really important. So we start to get into action, but we're getting into action from a place of this reorientation rather than just trying to throw spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. So rather than, you know, throwing a Hail Mary and then just being like, I don't know, like I'll try this new XYZ, this new method that somebody told me about. Instead, it's so important for you to take the action right now that you know will move you closer to your goal. So it could be like to use the sleep example. It could be if you know that that's something that you want to focus on right now, then, and you know you're a better person when you get your sleep. Then think to yourself, okay, at what time am I going to finish work tonight? And what time am I going to start my bedtime routine? You guys, I will actually tell you, this is huge. I've, I've realized, this, realized this with my clients that I've spoke to that are trying to get more sleep. And so many people are just like, yeah, I know I should be sleeping, you know, seven, eight hours a night. So that means I need to go to bed at this time and wake up at this time. Well, that's good to know. You definitely go ahead and identify what time you need to be going to bed so that you can get enough sleep. 
However, I think what's even more important than that is identify what time you need to start getting ready for bed or what time you need to stop doing work so that you can actually have a period to wind down. So that could simply look like something. And I know you might, it might, this isn't sexy, guys. This isn't like new, (laughs) like something that you probably haven't heard. However, it's this simple stuff that really makes a difference. So it could be as simple as like, you know, you at eight, I go to bed really early because I wake up early, but it could be like at eight o'clock. Like if you do watch TV, like you shut the TV off at eight and then you go and wash your face, brush your teeth, do whatever you need to do before bed. And then you get in bed and read a book for a little bit or you do a meditation or you have a conversation with your partner that's relaxing and not stressful. <laughs> and like, it, you don't have to have this huge grand ritual at night. Like I'm not saying like you got to do 10 different things. And that's another thing that will lead me to my next point in a moment of what else we do with her well-being. But for right now, just be thinking about what is that next action that you can take? Okay, so we have three three steps here. Re-reflect reconnect and re-engage. When we do these three, which is called the reorientation process, this, when we take this on, we're less likely to keep on quote unquote starting over because the reality is, is that you are actually starting. If we need to use the word starting, you're starting from experience. You're not starting over. So we need to use that to our advantage. You need to leverage the things that you've learned about yourself I bet you if you're an analytical person or whatever you do for your job, like you probably would do this if you were working with a team. You would say, okay, like we quote unquote like are not following through or we failed in this project. Well, we would actually then look to see what worked, what didn't, what do we need to do to move forward? But we neglect this part with ourselves. So that is the first thing. The next thing that we will do is too much too soon. It's this overhaul mentality. So this is really common. You know, my background is in nutrition. My degree is in nutrition. And I had a wellness business before this where I focused more on fitness and nutrition coaching. And I found this to be so common. And I remember having to kind of reel people in a little bit because when people get really excited about their well-being and like They even might imagine, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so much better. And they get really excited and they're like, this is going to be my year or this is going to be my whatever. And then they do an overhaul of everything. They're, you know, trying to change their exercise routine. They're trying to do um, a new diet. They're trying to like do all these different things. Even the word diet, I'm like, no, like you just need to eat healthy. (laughs) And I know that sounds easier said than done. But it is a perspective shift when you just embody a different way of eating or a different way of moving. And, um, but this podcast is not about that. So we're not going to be talking about that. But this overhaul mentality is the thing that often people will burn out and it's just not sustainable. And they're often not thinking about the things that will actually work for them. They're just thinking about everything else that they should be doing and what has worked for other people rather than being honest with themselves and thinking, what would be most impactful for me? So instead of looking at an overhaul, 
maybe you just start to look at like what would be one thing that would make a really big impact on my well-being and it might just be the very next step it might not be like something that you need to do consistently maybe it's like you're just like I just need to sleep tonight or maybe it's I need to go get a massage or maybe it's I need to start working with a therapist but one thing and then allow that to then hit the next domino and then the next domino and the next domino. Allow that to provide more momentum instead of using all of your energy at first for the big overall. Okay. And then the last one, and I don't know, this might be the biggest of them all because without this, it's really hard to do the first two. But the last one is that most people lack a foundation. When you lack a foundation, a well-being foundation, then you have nothing to fall back on when you do get off track. And this is probably one of the most important things when we're thinking about creating a sustainable, thriving well-being is actually identifying what this foundation is for you in particular. So just like for a house or for a building, the first thing that will happen is that a foundation will be poured. And that is going to be determined by what the building or the house is going to look like. And so the same thing goes for you is understanding yourself and knowing what that foundation actually looks like and making sure that you're meeting yourself where you're at in terms of setting up that foundation. Then what we can do is once we actually have this foundation, we can always fall back on this. So what is actually a foundation? What does that actually mean when we're looking at self-care? Well, it means coming up with a few things that really nurture yourself and set you up to be your best self. Identifying those things that have the biggest impact on you and understanding that these are the things that if you don't do them, that you won't feel your best. And so determining, is it worth it for me to do them? Probably. So a great question to ask yourself is, what is the impact of actually doing this thing? How will my life change if I do X, Y, Z? If I sleep more, if I do some type of movement practice, if I meditate, if I journal, whatever the thing is for you. If I do this, how will this thing impact my life? What would change? What would there be more of? What would there be less of? And once you actually identify that, ask yourself, okay, is it worth it? Is it worth you to actually go and do these things to take care of yourself because of the result that it'll create? Hopefully. We want to find those things that it is worth it. It's just like what I notice for me, like when I do my meditation or my breathwork practices, it makes such a difference for me. And while in a funny way that might be bad news for me, it turns out that those are the things that really make the the biggest impact. And I say that in a funny way that like, you know, bad news turns out breathwork and meditation does make a difference for me. And so guess what? then I need to go do that because it does actually have a fairly big impact on several areas of my life. So I get 
like, you know, the most bang for my buck, for lack of a better term there, for doing those things. And those are the things that we want to think about in our foundation. Where do you get the biggest bang for your buck? Hopefully sleep is in there, right? Like sleep is so important because if you are tired, you're probably not going to show up as your best self. So understanding what are your foundational things that allow you to flourish? What are those things that really nurture yourself and allow you to be your best? Identify those, just a few things. Make it simple for yourself. Without this, we have a crack in our foundation and this is why we always feel like we need to start over. So hopefully this is making sense. Now, if you really want to dive into this more, I have an opportunity that I'm very excited to share with you. I am teaching a masterclass with a fellow friend that is very inspirational and that class is all about setting your foundation so that you can flourish mind, body, and business. And so you can stop starting over and actually level up personally and professionally with your well-being intact. So we dive into all things self-care and the idea being that you get to clear your your self-care blocks away. All these blocks that you maybe have around your self-care, we're going to clear those away. And this is really for you if you feel like you have good intentions when it comes to self-care, but these habits that you keep on trying to implement, they just don't stick. Or you often think to yourself, I should sleep more, meditate consistently, eat better, etc., but you struggle to actually make it happen and follow through. Or maybe you... You just want to ensure that you're doing the things that actually enhance your health and your performance. So we're going to dive into some research-based, the core pillars, research-based core pillars that actually make a difference in terms of your health and your well-being. And those are the things that, like I said earlier, are going to give you your biggest bang for your buck. This is also for you if you feel like you're chasing your tail when it comes to self-care And it never feels like enough. It feels like you take two steps forward, one step back, or one step forward, two steps back, and you are having a really hard time actually feeling like you're making any headway. And this is for you if you just want to set a sustainable foundation to be your best. Because you know that when you are your best, that you're a better partner, you're a better person, and you're a better performer when it comes to work. And then you're better out, you're better at living out your purpose and what you're here to do and what you're meant to share with other people. So if you want to sign up for this class, um, it is on Thursday, February 16th at four. And even if you cannot make it live, you guys, I encourage you to register because we will be sending out the replay and the workbooks and all the resources you'll have in one portal, which is going to be pretty amazing. Um, And so if you want to check this out and really figure out what are your um, things that you need to flourish, um, we're going to be talking about five different things. Um, Then sign up, go to wellwolf.com backslash self-care. The link is also going to be in the show notes, but I'm so excited to see you guys there because I know that this is going to be pretty amazing masterclass. I haven't seen anything like this out there. Um, 
because we're going to be touching on a whole array of of things that you may have considered or you may have tried. And I'm going to really give you the research-based information that makes the difference and also share with you some of the things that I do with my clients and in my signature program that really sets them up for success um, in terms of well-being. But even if you do not come, even if you do not come, I really want you to think about these three things that we reviewed today. Changing your perspective when it comes to the process of well-being to one of reorientation, two, to not do too much too soon and overhaul your life, to do a few things at once, and three, to actually set your foundation. Identify what are those things that are going to set you up for success, the things that have the biggest impact for you in terms of your well-being, and go and do those. All right, thank you so much for joining me today. If this inspired you, please share it with somebody and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.